When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Hello, welcome back to the Red Side of the Trent for the preview show where we speak to a fan from the opposition. And this week we are joined by West Ham podcaster and fan James Jones from the We Are West Ham podcast. Are you right, James? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we, we we obviously spoke last season and, and there was a mixed two games there last year. Um, and we'll get that into that a little bit uh, later on. But um we're going to talk about uh, the weekend's results a bit. Obviously, Forest come off from beating uh, Aston Villa 2-0. West Ham had, ding- had a massive ding-dong at Brentford, losing 3-2 where Brentford were winning, West Ham were winning, then Brentford ended up winning. Um, where did it all go wrong for you? Uh, it's a good question. Um, a, lot <laughs> of fans have, a lot of fans are pointing their finger at uh, Michael Antonio. Because there was a, a big moment in, right at the end of the first half where Bowen put in a, a really, really good low cross into the box. And Sai Ben Rama's right at the back post, ready to tap it in. No problem. And uh, for some reason, Antonio just sticks a toe out and takes it away from Ben Rama and it goes wide and over from about four yards out. And it was like, what are you doing, mate? Like, you're just stretching to get it. Ben Rama's there just for a tap in and he's taking it off his toes. So. That would have puts three one up going into half time, and then it's a little bit more difficult for Brentford to get into it in the second half. It puts them a little bit more on the back foot. But defensively, it's just poor. Um, we're okay going forward nine times out of ten. They'll have had some complaints um about some of our attacking third play. But we scored twice away from home, you know. When you score t- twice away from home, you should expect to take something from the game, and we didn't because of defensive stop sloppy defensive play in the second half. Um silly own goal and then like just not defending Collins for the winner. So one of those games, it's been it's been the story of the last two months for us really in the Premier League or six weeks. We've just not really been good enough to win games. 
It's a strange one because obviously a lot of people associate West Ham and David Moyes with being really quite organised, especially at the back. I, I, re- I re-watched the highlights literally just before I got you into the chat. And it's weird because like West Ham just don't deal with the ball going into the box. It doesn't even matter like on the quality. Like the first one, actually, if there's some communication, they could actually just leave the ball and it goes out for a goal kick. But then West, mm. I don't know who heads it back into the danger area. And you're like, what on earth are you doing? Like It's like they don't talk to one another, but... Mohamed Akudas' goal is probably a contender for goal of the month, I'd say, though. What 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 starts of the season he's had? Oh, it's, it's been brilliant. And do you know what? Ever since he signed, fans were going, why, is, why isn't he starting? He was really struggling to get many minutes. He was coming on for the last 15 minutes of games, struggling to make an impact, which you can understand. You know, He's new to the country. He's new to the English game. Um, but he's proven he's bank he's bank his last game for Ajax he's got a hat trick in the Europa League. So like we knew what we were gonna get for from him. But Moyes was we, we does with most new signings um that have come from abroad is he'll slowly bed them into the starting eleven and we're crying out for it. And he, he like started the last three games and he scored uh three goals, uh or f- four games and he scored three and he's lost four or something like that. So um, and he's lost two. The one against Brentford that you just mentioned, which was world-class, an outstanding finish. Um, the one against Arsenal in the Cup only a couple of days earlier was just as good. It wasn't a basket yeah, yeah, pick, but it. The, way, <laughs> the way he brings it out, out of the air and beats the defender in one in one touch and then just like slides it past uh, Ramsdale. It's just world-class. And we were looking at it going, well, we could have had that two months ago, Dave, if you'd have started playing him a little bit more. <laughs> you know, We might have scored a few more goals. Um, but it's great that he started. It's great that he's playing well. His confidence is high. And um, there's a lot of hope now that him and Bowen on either side, um, or with Kudos floating or Bowen floating, I mean, it makes for a, a, a good attack, really. We've just got to sort out the striker situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, West Ham had a really good start to the season. You were top for a little bit. I think you won your first four of seven games or whatever. You only lost to Liverpool and, and City. And most teams are going to lose. It seems like a lifetime ago, that. Yeah, I mean, what 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 was going well so well at the start of the season compared to recent, where where you've lost your last three games in a row in the league? Obviously, I know you won in you won in, you won emphatically in the, in the cup against Arsenal. Yeah, it's a difficult one to put your finger on, really. You know, we we had a, we felt like we had a bit of a disappointing start by only drawing with Bournemouth. Um, by then, we we hadn't signed anyone. We hadn't invested the rice money. Uh, and so, although we were we were hoping for better, it kind of didn't really come as a surprise. You know, we just lost our captain. Technically, got a weaker a weaker team now, um, and we've drawn away at Bournemouth. Probably should have done better, but you know, we'll we'll, see, we'll take it. And then by the time the next game comes, Edson Alvarez comes in, and then the game after that, you have got James Ward Prowse who hits the ground running, um, and then Kudos comes in and you know starts showing a little bit of promise. So. But I think those after that Bournemouth game, I think it was just the impact of some of the new signings. Alvarez slotted in perfectly midfield. Then Will Prowse came in, and I think in his first four games, he got two goals and five assists or something. Um, and it just seemed like things were beginning to click again. And, and Moyes had one of the reasons why we performed so poorly in the league last year was Moyes just tweaked his tactics a little bit um, and tried to get us playing, playing a, a style of football that kind of didn't really suit the team as much. Um, he was tinkering a little bit with formations. and um, But this year, he's reverted to tight. You know, low block, catch teams on the counter. Um, quite happy to, 
not have the ball, let the other team have the ball, and then we'll um, kind of we'll do a lot of our work out of possession. And it, it up until a few games ago, it was working nicely. You know, we were, we were well in contention for top six chat, top seven chat, and it's just begun to drop off a little bit. And you know, it's been disappointing because we were doing pretty well up until then. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the game away at Brighton, and Bowen and, and Antonio scored goals like really good on the counter, like really good finishes. And you're like, oh, like, well, West Ham are back kind of thing. It, the, the Rice thing is kind of, don't, no one's bothered any, anymore. But we spoke last season about Declan Rice and you was obviously completely accepting of, of losing him, whether you won the conf, uh, Conference League or not, which was obviously a great achievement for West Ham. Brilliant. First time you've won a European trophy since probably Bobby Moore days, I'd say. I don't know if that's right, uh, James. You can correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But... 47 years, yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, but how how has uh, Alvarez and James Ward-Prowse done to fill that void? Um, I know you spoke about them briefly and they've hit the ground running, but do, do you still miss Declan Rice or have, have West Ham fans kind of got over that now? No, it's a funny thing actually, because although we'd accepted that he'd go, there was a lot of a lot of thought, well, okay, well, it's fair enough. As long as we get 100 million quid from them, they've got to invest it well. They've got to, they've got to bring in the right player to replace him. And you can't really replace a player like Declan Rice. He's unique in his own right. Um, what he offers to a midfield is, you know, you don't get players like him uh, on the cheap. Um, so we knew we were going to have to reinvest it well and reinvest it in something a little bit different. And David Moyes decided for two players. Edson Alvarez is... Uh, prone to a yellow card, uh, which is a little bit annoying, but um, also just safe as houses in that, in sort of that defensive midfield role. Um, just a really good combative midfielder that will that can pass a ball, that reads the game well. Um, but what Deck Rice has that Alvarez lacks, it doesn't drive forward with the ball that much, uh, and that's where James Will Prowse comes in. He's a little bit more attacking minded, and obviously James Will Prowse has got the set piece threat as well. So. Um, we're delighted with the way that they've reinvested that money for Deccan Rice and surprised that we don't miss him as much as we thought we might. Um, and I think it's funny, isn't it? You know, you see a lot of teams, they sell their best player and you, you worry for him a little bit. And in fact, they don't miss him. And a lot of fans are going, well, actually, we're probably better off without him because a lot of the onus was on De- uh, Deccan Rice. There's a lot of over-reliance on that one player in midfield. Obviously, we had Bowen up front, but there's a lot of over-reliance on Deccan Rice having a good game, and nine times out of ten, he did. Um, now it's more of a team effort, and we were seeing that at the beginning of the season. You know, the, the team came together and we're putting in some good results without him. Um, do West Ham have money to reinvest that still for a striker like you say that you're missing? Because obviously, and. <laughs> Antonio is very hit and miss. Like he's not really a striker, is he? Let's let's be fake. Before no, I think you do. You you need someone that's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, <we've, laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is, we've had better strikers in the last three years. Sebastian Haller was a brilliant striker, mm. just the wrong striker for us. Skamaka, <laughs> yeah. another one. Skamaka is another one. A really really good striker, but the wrong striker for West Ham and David Moyes. But for some reason, we forked out thirty-five million, forty million pounds for both of them, and within a year, eighteen months, they've been sold at a loss. Um, you know, we brought Danny Ings in, you know, good in his day, bit of a poacher, but the wrong striker for the system. Got a new um, hairline though. <laughs> got a new hairline. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the only good thing about him at the moment. I mean, the fans are like livid with the way that he's playing at the moment. So, 
it has to be sorted. We don't really know how David Moyes does it. We're not expecting anything in January. We're seeing a few little links knocking about already. Um, David Moyes notoriously doesn't like buying players in, in, the, in, in the January window. Um, we'll undoubtedly come out and go, well, we are looking, but it's very difficult to sign players in January. That, that's the line that he comes out with every 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 January. So um, we need to we need a striker. And like I said earlier about Kudos and Bowen, if you had a, a good proper striker that fits the system into that into that front three, you've got a lethal attack there. Um, but we're not holding out holding out any hope for it. Um, it will probably be Antonio leading the line for the rest of the season at least, and then you know probably going to be a new manager in the summer. Yeah, I mean, you're not even talking about Paqueta there. I don't know if he's if he's injured. We'll get a bit of a more of an update on that later. Yeah, I was going to talk about David Moyes because Talksport uh, squashed that uh, the rumours that Moyes was under pressure. But from from what you've just said, it sounds like he is, or it's going to be a reevaluation in the summer where you kind of go, look, Dave, we've, you've took us as far as as you can now. We're going to go in a different direction. Is that what the what the point of view is for, for West Ham fans? Is mainly, I think, I think that's the general feeling now. Um, you know, the results over the last four or five weeks have kind of perhaps highlighted that he has taken as far as he can. Um, we'll always love him and he'll always be a bit of a legend at the club for, for what he's done over the last four years. That, you know, he took us over just before COVID. We were in the bottom three. And since then, we finished in the top seven twice. We've got to Europa League semi-final. We've won the Conference League. Um and we're back in Europe for the third year running, which is a, a club record. We've never been in Europe three years running. So he's a legend at the club, but he's in, into his last seven months of his contract. And I just don't see us pushing on further with him in charge. And we've just brought in this new director of football in Tim Steepton, who is responsible for the likes of Edson Alvarez, Kudos um, and Mavropanos. Those three signings this summer. Um, and it's common knowledge that he's also been tasked with finding uh, uh, the new manager, a more forward-thinking young manager to kind of take the club to the next level. Um, given the, the level of investment that the club are prepared to put into the playing squad, we now need a manager and some forward-thinking tactics to kind of match that and align with it. Have you, got, have you got like a a few names on on the shortlist that especially like from your from from what you might want as a, as a manager have you got any names that you might be looking at i mean Kieran McKenna must be hot property soon from Ipswich the way they're playing football as well i mean i mean he'd be, probably be someone that might be ideal for west ham i don't know but you might have someone else in yeah. mind yeah yeah there's a I, 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 there's I not loads really and loads been... of managers is there no there's not i mean the one that does spring to mind who i think is a perfect fit and we'll want, we'll have a lot to prove in the Premier League as Graham Potter. And I think if he came in to a club like West Ham, where um, it is going to be a clean slate, it's a bit of a project now. Um, I think the Chelsea job was a bit of a job too big too soon for him. Um, whereas, you know, West Ham, similar level to Brent, uh, Brighton, he can come in, um, he'll be given a bit of time and he'll be given money to buy some players that will fit the system. Then I think that would be a good appointment. But beyond that, I don't really know. I've not really been looking. I've kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just going to try and enjoy David Moyes for, for the last six, seven months and then kind of go again, really. 
The, the, the thing is with, with Potter is, is, is there's talk of him taking over the Sweden job because I thought if Cooper ended up going at the end of the season, if, if Marinakis decided to part ways with him in the summer and say, like, this is the far as you took us, that Potter would have been on probably Forest list, but it looks like he might yeah. be going to Sweden. So it's gonna, it is interesting. There is not a lot of managers available. Like the ones that are, they're all, they're all in good jobs now. And then the ones that are like up and coming are still not experienced enough for you. And then, you got the old school almost going out, like Ancelotti. Well, he's going to Brazil, I think, by the sounds of it, um, at the end of the season. So yeah, there's this crazy, crazy uh, thing going on. But um, going to the game on Sunday, I was going to say Saturday, because you've got, obviously got a Europa League game tomorrow as we record this. So it's going to be a difficult one, obviously, to talk about too much of things about if there's going to be injuries or, or player availability. But what's your strengths and weaknesses been this season? Obviously, you said you prefer to be on the counter-attack? Is that just going to be both of us just like letting the ball stay in the middle of the park sort of thing and <laughs> stay away from each other? Well, I think, I think at home, we, I know we lost. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. The last home games to, to Everton, um, one of the worst performances under David Moyes in the last four years, it was, it was woeful. Um, but generally at home, we've been we've been good. You know, We've been hard to beat, hard to break down. Um, and we tend to have a little bit more of the ball at home, doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, so, but I think against Forrest, who who are generally poor away from home. I think you'd, you'd agree that, you know, I know you've but you, but you won at Chelsea this season, but that's what you've, you've got the same amount of away wins as you did last year. It hasn't, you know, it's away from home is where Nottingham Forest struggle a little bit. I, I back us to want to look to dominate the ball. I think mm. we're going to want to limit any, anything that goes into our box, given our defensive frailties at the moment. Um, <laughs> The, the the bonus is that Zuma hopefully Zuma's going to be playing. Um, he missed the he missed the Brentford game, um, but he should be back that putting alongside Aguered. Mavropanos has been brilliant for us to be fair, but just hasn't had a lot of game time, particularly in the Premier League. Zuma's the captain. Um, if you put him back in there, Alvarez was suspended for Brentford as well, so he'll be back in there just to shore things up. So I think we'll look to dominate. I think we'll have. Um, We'll have plenty, uh, plenty of the ball. It's just whether we can break you down in the final third. Because, like I said, we're good in attack, but some in some games we just look clueless in the final third. It's really weird. Some games we look lethal, and other games it's just like they, they you know, they don't know what to do. Get in the final third, and they, they just panic. Yeah, I mean we've 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 had like some really difficult away games this season. I think West Ham is a, re- a game where we look where we could get a result. Whether we win is is a different matter because obviously, like you say, you the favourites. That kind of plays into our hands a little bit because we like we'd rather be the underdogs as we proved on Sunday against Villa, where they're f- absolutely flying and we kind of like restricted them quite a lot. So it's going to be an interesting game from that point because 
on the counter, I'd say we're quite similar in terms of like pace and 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 power. Like Antonio and Abunia, quite similar. Like not the best technical players, although I'd probably edge Antonio in that department. Weirdly enough, um, Bowen and and Bowen's probably a bit ahead of Gibbs White. Ben Rama's probably way ahead of of Alanga, but pace wise, he, he he kind of makes up for it. So that's going to be a very interesting battle in both directions in in that sense. And the midfield battle is going to be. I don't know who who can come out and top in the powerhouses, isn't it? Because who who's playing centre mid for you guys? Then Alvarez, Warprow, Suchet. Because is, is Paquetta injured? Is that right? Um, no, I think uh, Paquetta Paquetta should be fit, um, so he will play. Um, it's just whether it'll be Suchet will probably start, but it'll probably be Paquetta, Bowen, and uh, Kudos in attack. Uh, Paquetta will play sort of over sort of. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to work out what Moyes like been an, doing recently. Is it is it like an auxiliary just... left winger where he can kind of drift in and do whatever he likes? Yeah, he, and that, that's what, what he's good at. To be fair, yeah. he likes to you know he's very good in the middle of the park, but he can drift out to the left and he'll do some crazy flicks and and try and mug a defender off it left, right, and centre. So, um, but the midfield will be Alvarez and James Will Prowse. They're sort of, they're there for, for for as long as they. You know, as long as David Moyes is there, really. Um, and then it's T- Thomas Suchek, maybe. There have been some question marks over his form, but he has been better than this season compared to last. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult what to, to know what he's going to do. But now Kudos is in form. As another player, he's got to try and crowbar into the starting eleven. So someone's got to fall out. And there's been a lot of question marks over who that should be. The fans have been debating that for weeks. Who should that be long-term? Because you can't drop Kudos now. He's two goals he scored recently. He deserves to be in the eleven. Yeah, and then like Ben Rama, like I mean, good good squad player to have those. So I suppose is that what who's who's been your standout player this season so far? Because obviously it's been very mixed up and down. Like I'd say Kudos right now, but I'd probably say Bowen earlier, maybe. I mean, he seems to be the Mister Consistent, isn't he? Well, J- J- Jared Bowen by a country mile. He's been absolutely fantastic. His goal at Brentford secured the Premier League record. First team, to, first first player to score six in this first six away games of the season. Um, he scored eight eight goals in all competitions. I think seven in the Premier League, and he's really thriving on being the West Ham's poster boy. Now he's just signed a new seven year contract. Declan Rice leaves. He's just come off the back of scoring the winner in the 90th minute of a European Cup final. Um, and he's absolutely thriving on him being the poster boy of West Ham and being the number one. Um, delighted that he signed that new deal. Massive deal as well, seven years or six and a half years, whatever it is. And um, he's he's just, he's he's been unbelievable for us. And yeah, he's been a number one. He'll, be, he'll win player of the year for West Ham. He'll win hammer of the year. He's probably got it in the bag already, to be fair. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's class, and you, you just know whenever he plays, he's got a goal in him. He's so he's so dangerous. He can score from anywhere. He can head the ball. He scored both feet. He's he's just getting better and better. And um, it'll be the way he's going. He'll be a regular in in Gareth Southgate's England team moving forward, I think. And he's got a big chance going to Euros next year. Oh, that was, I was literally just about to ask you, do you think he'll go? It's such a difficult one from an England perspective. You've got so many good forward players going, but he'd be it'd be stupid not to have him in the team, like because him and him but, and Saka can play both right wing. Do you know what I mean? And it's a good alternative player, and he can yeah. play as a central yeah. striker. He gets beyond 
people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. He's got a lot Sack, of, uh, Sack will be Sack will be first choice, hundred percent. But you know, if Bowen carries on the way he is, he's going to get 15, 20 Premier League goals this season. You know, he's already on seven. So if he carries on at the rate he's going, he's going to get 15, 20 plus. Um, and if he does that, he's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. There won't be many other English English players in in the Premier League scoring that many goals. So you've got to take him. Yeah. Definitely. So if he stays injury free and carries on his form, he'll be he'll be going this summer, and it'd be brilliant for him. I think I, I like his story as well. Like obviously he played non-league with like Hereford and and kind of come up and, and through through the leagues. And then I loved him at home. Like I'd I'd le- I really wanted him to come to Forest. I just knew he was way too good for us at the time, being in the same division. So yeah. Um, but he's, he's, it's weird because he's not a player like I, I, I look at and I go, oh, I fear him. And then when he gets on the ball, I do fear him. So that's, that's one of those things. But what's your thoughts been on Forrest so far this season? Obviously, I know you mentioned our, our poor away record, but we have played like most of the top top sides other than Chelsea, I'd say. <laughs> the one that we beat. Yeah, that, I was looking at your form for, for our podcast earlier this week and um, a lot of draws in there, I think... Your your win against Villa like stopped stopped a game uh, stopped a run of what six games without a win, yeah, but then four four of those were draws and I looked at those draws and they're draws in games where I think it was Luton Palace games where you think Forest should should, should probably win those maybe not Palace mm. but you know the Luton game um, looking at that going cool that's that's a terrible result really yeah um, and it, it it's it seems from the outside looking in. That there's a that there's a struggle to to turn draws into wins against teams that you should be beating on the day, and maybe this is just a little bit of a struggle in attack. I don't know whether I'm right or not, but from the outside looking in, it looks like it's been a bit of a struggle, at sort of like closing games out. Mm. It's more of a concentration thing. I'd put it down to. Luton yeah. was definitely like yeah. we were we were cruising, like they they weren't laying a glove on us until we decided to make poor substitutions really and then we d- we did not repeat that mistake against Villa because 2-0 is a bit of a dangerous scoreline isn't it so you know mm. um, where do you think Forrest will can, can probably hurt West Ham well you look at the Brentford game it's obvious isn't it stick balls in the box um, <laughs> I think we, with Zuma in there I think we're a little bit safer uh, but you you want to you want to put our def- defense under as much pressure as possible in that in that final third. Um, put some crosses in. I think Emerson will be playing. He was suspended. Emerson will play, and he's very good at sort of stopping those crosses from from his left hand side. Um, but yeah, get balls in the box. You know, Aguero's prone to, prone to a mistake. Very good defender. Very quick, but prone to a mistake. Prone to a bit of a brain fart every now and then. Zuma is just brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant in the air, but also just a little bit flappy at times as well. Um, love them both. I think they're two very good defenders, but very good defenders that are prone just to doing silly things every now and then. So well, put them under pressure and you give them a chance of doing a couple of silly things. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the battle between Kurt Zuma and Tyro Wunya at the City Ground last season was, was pretty good. But we didn't have him at the London Stadium where you thumped us for now and you, I mean you mentioned Danny Ings being rubbish but we gifted him a goal last season so that says a lot um, well, do you know what he's he scored two I think it was his debut his, his home debut he scored two that day didn't he yeah and, I think so and we, we on that day we were like oh finally we've got a striker here that can a bit, bit of a poacher but ever since then he has been 
one of the worst strikers West Ham have had. And that's saying something. We've signed a lot of rubbish. He comes on the pitch for the last 50 minutes of game. He just doesn't run about. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't run in behind. Doesn't offer anything. Literally just runs about. You've had a very curse of strikers, I think. It's just awful. We've got a couple of young strikers in the, in the, in the, in the youth setup now, really, really scoring a lot of goals, doing really well, really impressing. And the fans are going, give one of those a go. Like, they must be looking at Danny Ings going, like, surely if you're bringing him on 15 minutes, I can do more than he's doing for the last 15 minutes of games. And yeah. They've never yeah. played a Premier League game before. So, but yeah, if, if he comes on and we need a goal on Sunday, do not worry. Don't go, oh my God, they're bringing Danny Ings, Danny Ings on. If anything, you lot should be cheering that we brought Danny Ings on. If we're chasing the goal, we need a winner. We need an equaliser on Sunday and he comes on the pitch. You, you've got the points wrapped up, 100%. <laughs> they're famous last words, they are, James. But um, yeah, um, yeah. like I said, I was, I'm looking forward to that battle. I wouldn't need, again, not the most technical, but he just causes chaos. So, I mean, <laughs> that could be a recipe for disaster, if just chucking the ball in the box with... I get him and Zoom are just trying to lump the ball aimlessly. So that'll be fun. But I know this is going to be quite a hard question to answer because you're obviously playing Europa League. But if, say, you're un- unscathed from tomorrow night, what-, what would you expect your lineup to be on Sunday? Well, it's a good question. I think, you know, he we will go strong against Olympiakos because he went, he rested a lot of players for the away game at Olympiakos and it backfired and we lost. Um, so we need to beat an NPR cost on Thursday to have a chance of, of well, to really put one foot in the knockouts. Um, if we come out unscathed, then it will be Ariola in goal, Emerson, Zuma, Agued, Soufal at the back. Um, Alvarez, I'm going to say Alvarez, Warprouse, Paqueta. Um, Kudos, Bowen, Antonio in attack. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be interesting. No Ben Rama. I like, I like Ben Rama. No, I don't. He's... I don't know why you keep saying uh, Ben Rama's like. I, I I like him, but the guy's got no end product whatsoever. He's one of the most mm. frustrating footballers ever. Like he's got he's got all the tricks. Um, can take a penalty. You know, <laughs> every now every now and then he'll put a good cross into the box, but so many times and it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. So many times he'll beat a man. Or he'll get himself in a really, really good position to put a good cross in, and there's like four players in the box ready to read it in, and he'll hit, he'll hit it out for a goal kick, or he'll overhit it and he'll go out for a throw in, and he does that too many times for it to be like, oh, that was that's just a one-off. Um, and I think last year he, he was doing, he was a little bit better, but this year is just, just frustrating, just so frustrating mm. to watch because we know how good he can be. Um, but just not good enough, not consistent enough for for me to start as often as a lot of people from the outside looking in will probably think. But you might start. I don't know. Moyes is beginning to like him. When he first joined the club, he couldn't get a start. He could barely get any minutes. And fans are like, oh, Moyes must hate Ben Rama. Must hate him. <laughs> but now he's beginning to slowly edge his way in. But I don't know. He might start, but that would probably mean... Kudos, either Kudos bench, which I doubt very much, or Suchek benched. Right, fair enough. Uh, score prediction for me, James. Um, I'm quietly confident. We need to we, we need to get back into winning ways in the league. Um, I think a lot rides on what happens on Thursday against Olympiacos. Um, if we win that, then Towns will be up. 
little bit, a little bit of positivity. Oh, to be fair, I thought that after the Arsenal game, we lost again. Um, but I'm going to go three-one West Ham. I think. Fair I think we'll score goals, and we'll take advantage of your poor away form. Fair enough. Well, I'm hoping that the away form will will slowly, slowly turn around. Um, maybe, maybe very slowly, but we'll we'll soon soon see on Sunday, I guess. But um, thank you very much, James, for your time. If anyone wants to check out any. West Ham point of views. Um, where can they find your podcast? Yeah, so we, we, we are West Ham podcast. We're on all, all the podcast platforms on YouTube. Um, we've just today launched a, a WhatsApp channel. Um, so you can search for some WhatsApp now, which is a, a new concept, but um, done that. So yeah, we're, we're on every platform pretty much. TikTok, Instagram, you name it, we're, we're on it. Um yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of at the moment. It's just pretty much us taking the mick out of Arsenal after we beat them <laughs> a week ago tonight, um, and we're still dining out on it because it, it was very unexpected. Fair enough. Um, well, I would wish you luck for Sunday, but that's just pointless, isn't it? But no. um, all, all the best for the rest of the season. All the best for the rest of the season. You too. Thanks very much. No worries. Take care. Bye bye. And. Come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 